Vocal Vision. So in today's episode, we're talking about how to share in groups. What to say, what not to say. We are back. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. David's back. Tell a friend. Podcast back. Guess who's back. All right. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. I think you were singing the Backstreet Boys there first. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's well. That was my intention. It was like a remix. Like no, I started it with yeah. I started it with the the Eminem. Yeah, and then I I. You know, moshed it up with the podcast back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was intentional. Uh, yeah, yeah, I um, I didn't expect it, especially the the Backstreet Boy stuff. But I knew anything that. with back, you know. Oh, of course. I was just trying to keep on the back theme. Baby got back. Mm. Uh, what time did you get back, baby? <laughs> yeah, it's the PG. Um. PG version. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back. Hey, yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. So, uh, I think there needs to be some clarification, uh, for people. Okay. I'm sure they've been wondering where you are, and I haven't really said a damn thing. No, I just, uh, the last time that we were talking about recording, I just, I just needed a day off. I just literally needed one day off is, is really what I needed. I needed Saturday off. Yes, for, for those of you guys listening in, in the West, um, you know, a lot of people don't work on Saturdays and Sundays, but here we do. And uh, so I just wanted a Saturday off. Mm. You know, a lot of times we, we work on Saturday, we do this on Saturday, and sometimes we work on Sunday as well, so... I just wanted one day off. And, and then the holidays came up and Christmas and New Year's. And I think, I think, uh, I don't know, we just, you know, life just flies by. It life does. just flies by. So really, originally my intention was really just to take uh, one one day off. But I think that ended up being like two days. Totally fine. Unintentionally. Yeah. No, well, it's not a, it's not a problem at all. We just, we miss you. Um, and to let it's people to know. Missed. Yeah, right. Uh, and to let people know as well, you know, season one, we sat down for a few sessions for hours mm. and chatted. And I think that within this conversation now, I, I'm just wanting to clear up for some people who have listened, uh, friends of ours, family members, even people we don't know, um, that we had created that series of season one podcast in a few days. And I chopped it up and we put it out there for season one. And that was the intention of that. And I think it was a lot easier to miss days or, you know, to not meet for a week or two with a podcast. And then this season we jumped right in and we didn't do the same structure. Um, wanting to do more of a longer format conversation. Uh, we, it's just tougher to find all of that time. Um, so with all that being in play, I've, uh, I've kept it alive for the past few weeks and I'll be, I want to be honest with you. It was, it was an interesting journey for me. Um, I don't know what people are thinking when they listen to it uh, with just my own podcasting skills of communicating through this microphone about vocal vision and whatever the topics we're talking about. But to not have you there is definitely, it's a different vibe. You know, so I took on this, yeah, let's, let's be there for the people. But I do think that us sitting down with a microphone and chatting is uh it's a really nice experience to be able to to come back to again like you don't know what you got till it's gone you know what i mean uh, i've experienced that uh, that theme has come up a lot recently mm. yeah well i think trying to do a podcast by yourself would be pretty tough i don't even know of any podcasts or radio shows that are just one person you know if you listen to morning radio which is kind of what a podcast is but a radio show on demand they usually have four people all talking at the same time. It's usually like three guys and a girl, or at least two people talking. And then they have people call in, and mm. then they have music in between that, <laughs> and then they have commercials in between that. So there's a lot going on. It's usually not, unless it's an audio book. I don't even know if I can think of anything that's just one person. Even old school radio shows, when they just had like one main person, he always had people who talked on the side. They always had people calling in. So yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much going on where there's just one person talking for like extended periods of time, except for what class lecture and audiobooks, right? Mm. Are there podcasts with just one person talking? I'm sure there must be. Well, you can listen to the past few audiobook episodes. 
that I put out there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to do it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. I actually do listen back to all our stuff, and um, I, I really actually enjoy listening back to it. It's. I will say, you know, just being in the studio by yourself, recording, talking to people who are not in front of you, uh, having that conversation as listeners, uh, it's, it was a different feeling for me and less fun, I would say, mm-hmm. just because I, I wanted to make sure that the words that I'm saying are clear and having a conversation. And over the, because I did three of these, um, over, over the episodes, I started to feel the fun of communicating. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel as stressful. I think like the first time it was in my mind, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do a podcast by myself. We have a podcast coming up on Monday. And I don't have any in the in the chamber. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And I got off of whatever my concern was, looking bad, all these other things that we've talked about in the episodes, right? Like just got off of whatever I was on to be able to do it. Because if not, then I'd say, I'd just put out a release and say, hey, everybody, David is not available. Uh, we'll see when <laughs> we get back. You know what I mean? Like, that's the podcast. The seven second, vocal vision. And then it pops into the song. You got like most of the song and then this little seven minute, you know, news warning. Uh, but I said, no, let's let's try this out. And so it was less fun for me. Mm. Yeah, which is why I was so happy that you're here now. Yeah. Well, there's something I don't talk about a lot, I guess, publicly, but I used to make YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And around the time I stopped doing it, actually a lot of my videos, I won't say a lot, but there's quite a few videos I had that were actually very, very successful, uh, at least by I think most people's standards, you know, getting 50, 100,000 views. I think most people consider that, that quite successful. Um, I also used to play live, and I definitely found that I was playing live for a while, and then when I didn't play live and I made a video... I found that making the video was a lot less fun because that's when I realized that a lot of the fun moments and cool stuff that happened was from interacting with my chat mm. and the random questions they would ask and the comments they would make. A lot of my content was actually based around reacting to what they said, you know. Sure. And so when I went back to making videos again, it was just me talking to myself, kind of narrating the situation. And I, I immediately I was like, oh, this is actually a lot less fun. <laughs> that's what I felt. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think, well, I guess we've learned that lesson a lot everywhere in the world over the last couple of years is how much, how much we've had to do things alone or how much we've been separated from other people and just how, how good it feels to be around good people, you know, and having a good conversation. Mm. So valuable, so important, right? It, we do have more access to having these conversations. It's just refreshing when you actually enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I read a book a while back. I think, I think it was called The Hacking of the American Mind or something like that. And they, they went on a lot of different topics. But near the end, he gets, let me spoil the book for you, save you guys the money. No, I'm joking. Um, but he gets on to like the topic of like fulfillment or contentment or where happiness really comes from. And he, uh, I'll, make, I'll make you guys buy the book. You know, I don't want to get in trouble from the author here. So I'll give away one though. One of them was, okay. you know, like, you know, really connecting with other people. That was like one of the five things. And um, I think there was five things on the list. Uh, being rich was not one of them. And neither was being famous. And I'll give you those hints. Okay. But uh, it's not my book. So I don't want to give the whole book away. But yeah, that was the point that came up at this moment. Like, yeah, one of the things, like when they did the science, they scanned people's brains and they did all this advanced stuff to get down to a simple thing. They found that connecting with other people is one of the necessary things for happiness. Well, that's what we're talking about in this podcast today. So it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's part of the the whole crux of you now being here, right? There, it, it, I can I could have a a conversation with many people as 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 listen, um, with just me and myself, but it feels like a lecture almost essentially, where I'm giving points or tips or or you know, hey guys, you know, here's a video about you know the four ways that you can achieve this <laughs> level goal. You know what I mean? Like mm. and. Yeah, it's cool, and there's a lot of valuable information that I have in there, but this, that's, not, that's not what this podcast really established itself as, in my opinion, which was how to share and mm. how to talk with somebody. Because now you and I are having to do these things and interact as well. You know, right now we're having eye contact. You know, we're seeing each other physically in this space, and so that's kind of what we're, we're gearing up to, sharing your vocal vision of who you are, those types of things. 
And I know recently we've been having a lot of events together and I've shared in the past few podcasts about the events that we've been doing um, so that if people have been listening, they can catch up on these types of ideas. But this is where I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it that a lot of us, especially in the last year, two years, aren't interacting as much as we used to before, face-to-face. And the way that people communicate online is very different than the way that you communicate to a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? So even that learned communication isn't valuable for human interactions. Mm. So when people are shunned or away from society for a year, two years, and that's the world that they get into and that becomes acceptable, now all of a sudden you're now in, in a group setting again. (laughs) <laughs> don't know how to act <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to act you know what I mean <laughs> you need to yeah. act right yeah. you act right like so how do you share the group how does this like how does a group What? what what's the point to do do we talk about the weather do we talk about the stuff that we argue about and we could just blah 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 like what do you think about that I know I got my points okay. uh, but like how do we share in a group setting, what what's to say, what not to say? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> before before we get into that, you made me think of something along the way. There is like the way you talk with people online, and I do have this happen to me sometimes. You know, I'll ha- I'll be having someone message me who is um, maybe a very tough person, or a very aggressive person, or quite a serious person. Or, or, or just maybe even like an angry person or some, somewhere in the range of these emotions. And then when they'll message me, they'll message me the emoji mm. with like the crying happy face or uh, like the tongue sticking out okay. or all these like cute, cutesy emoji faces, sure. kissy faces. You know, I'm thinking like this person is very serious and even kind of negative or aggressive in, in person. And then I try to imagine them actually <laughs> like, are they at home? <laughs> actually making that face right now because i just can't imagine this big gruff guy no you know sticking his tongue out and winking at me especially the the tongue out yeah yeah. winking emoji i'm like is he really making that face right now and 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 you know very commonly used emoji is like the crying laughing like are they really crying laughing with their head (laughs) tilted to the side like because i don't i don't think they are Mm. i don't think they are it's a misrepresentation. And you know, LOL, right? LOL is oh, used please. so much. It's used to the point that sometimes someone texts me something and I do laugh out loud. And then I need to, I can't say LOL. Mm. I need to say like, hey, that made me laugh out loud. Mm. I actually need to now type it back out again. Right. You know? Could you say LOL in a, a group conversation? Do you think these things People these do. work? In person, you mean? Sure. People do. They, they don't just say LOL. They say lol. Lol. Have you, you haven't heard this? I don't think I'd talk to people like that. Ah, you know, I, I've heard this. I've heard this. Let's say how they deliver it. Like, they'll say, you know, one person says something and the other person makes a joke and then they go, lol. Stop. Very, very unenthusiastically. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, I, um, I, I went to the dentist office and I, I expected to get done quickly and then it took three hours. Lol. But that's not a lol. That's not a laugh out loud moment. I don't understand. We're using it now sarcastically? I guess so. Oh. Mm. I, I, feel, I feel a disdain uh, where this conversation is going now about how people interact online and then try to use that same communication to it's, share. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting into, the, into the face-to-face conversations now. Well, I definitely see with younger people, you know, sometimes I see students or something sitting in a restaurant next to me. And and for them, online communication and, and face-to-face seems to be, like, completely intertwined at this point. Mm. Even when they're hugging each other, or like, got their arms wrapped around each other, they're holding the phone. You know, everyone, like, everyone's holding the phone. Mm. And they talk, and they look at the phone, and they show, each other, they, they show each other stuff on the phone, and then they talk. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, like, constantly, like, mixing between these. Like, they just cannot be separated from the phone mm. for, for even a second. Which is something that I think we've done amazingly well at 
at our events, you know, when we're hosting events, it's something that, you know, I look around the room when having a meeting or an event or party, look around the room, how many people have their phone out, you know, and I think we've done very well with this, where a lot of times I look around the event and very few people have their phone out. People oh, are actually yeah. there. People are actually there in the moment, which is pretty, pretty impressive. Because I've been to a lot of dinners where everyone gets there and everyone says hi and everyone cheers. And then like six minutes later, everyone's got the phone out. What? Yeah, yeah. It's no. Happened. Yeah, it happens. So. <laughs> I, I I'm feel like I'm taken back. I'm taken back by that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I Maybe it's just the people that I hang out with or the vibe that I prefer to be around, mm. um, whether, whether it's with friends, uh, dates, um, work situations, like put your phone down. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I'm not really sure what... What would you do? So, okay, um, um, we're at a group setting. We're at these, let's say we're at, you were at an event uh, yeah. of some sort. Now, our events are different because we do focus on sharing, mm-hmm. right? This is, the, this is the crux of it. We have music. We have a lot of fun things. But there is a moment to share. Would you come to an event just to tap on your phone? Is it an age thing? Are, are we, are, or do you think people are even able to have conversation now like is that an entertaining thing you go to an event because it's supposed to be cool and fun but like now you've got to talk to somebody <laughs> like well, is it something we even still want to do it like the point of the podcast is to say like what to say what not to say but hmm. we're now having to almost assume that it's even valuable are people like texting each other in the event they are <laughs> they, <laughs> what they, they, they do yeah. no People are texting each other across and be like, but about the event in the same space? Yeah, they'll text each other across the table. Stop. Yeah, people do. Not at our events, of course, but. <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't seen it at our events, but I have seen it. I, I have seen it where people sit there in the same room texting each other. I've definitely seen it. Wow. I've, I've seen it at work as well when, when uh, we're all in the room waiting for something and I'll see they're all texting each other instead of <laughs> instead of talking actually talking yeah so why is that what's going on with this well I mean this is getting into a whole other topic honestly but I mean part of it a, a big big thing is it actually like cell phones and social media are addictive mm. you know there's a lot of research coming out now that shows that social media and cell phones when you scan your brain we're getting the same brain reactions to social media as people are getting from drugs and alcohol. It's a real actual addiction. So, I mean, one thing is to say, oh, you know, culture has changed, you know, society has changed, technology has changed, but actually a lot of people are addicted to, to their social media and their phone. And to some extent, I would say almost everyone is. Even, you know, even people who like, like us who are not, you know, in the high school generation right now, I think to some extent we're also addicted to it. But I think for them, they grew up with it. Right. So they're like deeply, deeply, deeply addicted. Yeah, I met someone recently at an event and she said that she's never known a world without Google. Yes, I think I was, I think I was in that conversation. She okay. Said, she said when she was born, there was already YouTube. There was already Google. Yeah. So... It's like she came out with an iPhone. You were in this conversation with me? So, so, I just remember that one sentence. How much I was aware of the group in this sharing. I heard that sentence. Yes, yeah. Crazy, right? Mm. Because then to think of that as like, well, I remember the days without it. And so I can almost reminisce back to, oh, I want to call my friend. Or, oh, they won't answer the phone. So I'll go over to their house and like knock on the door and be like, does Jimmy want to play? You know what I mean? Mm. And... And have and have that like I I, I was seeking that human interaction. Mm. I was seeking that conversation or mm. talk about something or just that was more entertaining at that age than really anything else that was available essentially. Mm. But now you're right with this social media, but it's even more now, especially with VR, because people are able to go into spaces and have groups and talk mm. with avatars and those mm. types of 
meta worlds that are being created. Um, yes, the metaverses, I realize, is the actual term, but you know, the concept of this, because technically not everything is a metaverse unless it's an open source. So a lot of these places like Facebook isn't an actual open source metaverse. It's mm. their own created like hangout play place. Mm. But sure, we can connect with somebody now that way. But what, what, you could just say anything you want. Um, you know what I mean? And it's really weird. But in a social situation, you really can't just say anything you want because somebody's going to look at you and judge you based on the things that you say. Sure. And if you say something that somebody doesn't like and they're going to be like, well, I don't want to listen to this person again. Mm. Uh, so Jordy, Jordy Guzman, uh, who partners with me at the studio here, we were having a conversation about this VR world. And he goes, you know what the best part is? I don't think he said it this way specifically in a sentence, but how I heard this was, the best part was, is that if, if someone's annoying you chat with you, you can just mute. <laughs> <laughs> Block, delete. <laughs> yeah. And now you don't have to deal with that person. There's a lot of that going on in, these days. Well, not even just phones, but like now in this VR world, mm -hmm. you can't do that in real life. Right. Right. You can try to ignore someone, but they are still there. They can still get in your face. You can still hear them. So, yeah. yeah so now, like, I'm, I, you know, I almost digress out of that whole technological advancements and where it's going to go in terms of conversation. But now we're in a space, five people, six people, four people now if we're talking COVID restrictions currently in Hong Kong. But now, you, now you're there to share. Mm. Can't touch your phone. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. What do you not say, David? What are things I don't say? Yeah. Mm. Well, I think everyone's different on this. I mean, me personally, what do I not say in conversations? Yeah. I, I actually put a lot of effort into trying to talk about things that I think the other person is interested in. Mm. And I try to avoid things that I think will upset them. Other people do not necessarily do that. There are a lot of people who, I, there's both, you know, there's both sides. There's a lot of people who just put their ideas out there first and they expect other people to adjust around them. Yeah, right. They put their views out, they put their personality out and everyone, and if they offend people, they offend people. Right, right. Uh, or, you know, that's, there's a lot of people who are like that. Uh, I'm, I'm quite often not like that, at least, at least since uh, university till now. I think when I was a kid, I was more the former. I just say whatever I think as loud as I want. Yeah, and uh, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, generally, it's it. It's just for me. It's just more about the the consideration and and uh, using my effort to try to make other people have a better time. You know, I, I try to give people the chance to talk about what they're interested in, um, or try to avoid things that will upset them. Just just because I want people to have a have a good time. So things not to say would be talking about yourself centered in the conversation. And then also when you're speaking to somebody and you're saying things, not to be in a space of, you know, well, this is my viewpoint and I don't care what you think. Like to care about what somebody else thinks is the point of your conversation well i'm definitely not saying the way i do it is the right way no 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 i'm but this is the way you do it and that's what i'm trying to trying to grasp yeah the way i do it is like let's say you have a certain view on something and then i have the opposite view mm. i probably won't mention my view i'll just let you talk about your view or i'll change the subject to something else okay so that's what's not to say because you don't tell me why maybe it's like to not argue to you don't want to get into a a debate like well how yeah, i don't want i don't want to argue with you and i don't want to upset you mm. right and i'd rather find common ground okay okay let's find something we do agree on or let's yeah. find something we do both enjoy so that's that's where my mindset is at i think maybe in some senses there the, maybe an earlier stage there was more of a mindset as well of like oh i want this person to like me or i you know, I want to get on this person's good side or something. Maybe when I was younger, I also had that incentive. Right. More of a selfish kind of incentive. Yeah, I could, I could, I could also feel that for myself as well. Uh, um, and I think that's very common. 
Yeah, so I think another thing is like a lot of times people who seem to put their views out quite strongly and quite like very forward with their views, a lot of times those are also people who seem to be loud talkers and aggressive people who quickly get angry mm. and, and, and start conflict. And so I definitely want to avoid that most of the time. So these are people now that you can, like you can almost see, you can assess in conversation, you're in a group. If this person is one of those types of people that are almost saying what you would not say, mm. then you, you could say to yourself, well, this is probably somebody I don't want to have a, a long-term conversation with. Yeah, for me. Another big thing is that, you know, I've, I'm from the U.S., but I've been living out of the U.S. for a long time. So I've had the mindset of like, I'm in a foreign country where I'm a guest. I'm not fully familiar with the culture here. So I'm a lot more likely to be more passive and just kind of try to follow along with whatever's happening here and the cultural norms here. Again, just out of politeness and respect. You know, this is not my country and maybe I'm surrounded by a group of people who are not from where I'm from. The culture and the, the habits may be different. So, like, I want to just be respectful of whatever's happening in this environment. Mm. I think it's a good position to take. Like you were saying, when I was younger as well, I'd, I'd find myself wanting to speak my mind. Mm. And because I was confident enough to do it, and I learned also at a young age that most people are not confident enough to speak their mind. Mm. That... Yeah, if you could take over a conversation, um, you could talk about whatever you wanted to talk about. Mm. And I think over time, I've learned I can, I've learned I can still do that. Mm. That's not something I've lost. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm very happy I've gained that skill uh, to speak my mind if something is off. And what I mean by off is not like, oh, I disagree with you, so now I have to speak my mind. But if I know that the thought process that you're going through is a, as a detriment to you and other people, I can speak my mind to say no or, hey, have you considered this option as the opposite viewpoint? Hmm. Because I know that them getting that information will benefit not only them, but maybe future people as well that they sure. deal with. So sure. it's almost like out of a cause of like, I have to say this thing. But I've learned, I've learned as a young age that I can speak my mind and say what I believe and say what I, for a long time. But there's a switch. Uh, this switch happened for me about five years ago, maybe a bit, a bit longer than that. I remember hating people for quite some time. Wow. Um, yeah, and I've said that, I said this to my girlfriend at the time. I, I was like, I, I think I hate people. Wow. Like there was, and it was during the times when I was performing and traveling and touring and having to meet new people all the time. And I, I didn't enjoy group interactions. I didn't enjoy sh talking with. Me. It's such a different shift. It's really crazy. Uh, I loved being on the stage and performing, and you know, showing up that way. Um, but I didn't enjoy sharing or listening to people um, talk for quite some time. And when they did, it, it seemed to me as argumentative conversations or boring conversations. And I was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I talking to people? I hate people. I just, I, there was a disdain to it. Um, wow, that's pretty deep. Yeah. And I, I looked into all this too. Uh, because for me, I, I want to know I want to know that I can create a better life for myself, regardless of any of the thought processes that have held me back, you know, any beliefs that have um, limited me. Um, they are called self-limiting beliefs. Um, I've heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, uh, in the coaching phrase. But like these types of things, I wanted to look into all those. And for me, it was that I felt I... I felt that I was o I was always at a place, I don't want to say always, but I felt that, that many times in conversation, I was at a place where either A, I was already put on a higher pedestal of conversation where it's like anything I say is awesome. So nobody would disagree with me. Right. Um, or the things that they said didn't interest me. And mm. so if they didn't interest me, then I don't want to have a conversation with you anymore. Mm. 
not at any point was I really considering what you're saying right now, diving into that person, trying to find the work that it takes mm. to have a conversation with people mm. if it's not already happening. Mm. Um, or even people that are real. You don't find a lot of real conversations, people pointing out that you had spinach in your teeth. You know mm. what I mean? They'll just chat with you for 15 minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, how long has that been there? Mm. You know, like, be real, bro. Don't let me know I got some spinach in my mm. teeth. Something like that, pointing out the obvious of a conversation. And so for me, a lot of times I just didn't enjoy chatting with people. Um, I'd go, I'd do my things, I'd talk about the stuff I liked and that would be it, I'd be done. Uh, people that also liked me would also spend time with me, we'd have a really good time talking about those things. But I, yeah, just in general, humanity, it, it got there. I'm scared that this, because I worked on myself enough to care to share, to listen. And most people aren't going to even care enough to want to get into that world. That they will seclude themselves they won't share they won't get into group settings and then when they do it's going to be all the stuff you just talked about not doing mm -hmm. that's a big fear for me and that's part of the reasons why i'm still sharing on these podcasts uh, we're doing our events and even more so we're teaching children as well like educational platforms of sharing what you love and why and oh hey did you know that that person also loved that too no i didn't know that yeah, you should be friends knew. they never know they never know not once has someone said yeah i know no they never knew they never shared about that going to school with these people for how many years and they don't they don't know anything about them right hmm. it baffles me yeah it's it's kind of mind-blowing and I want to say it wasn't always like that, but maybe it was. We just didn't know. But that's where I'm saying, right? So five years ago, I was in that space. Right. And I'm, how old am I? <laughs> how old are you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a big concern that people aren't going to share properly in, in groups for them. Mm. Um, Yeah, and quickly, people things people can say things that they want to say. And we've talked about that a lot in previous podcasts, about say the things that you want to say. Um, but is it beneficial for the growth of a conversation at times? And you have to really assess that. Um, so, you know, you may have said a few things that I didn't like, mm. and I can, like, one-up you on it. Mm. But if I didn't care about you, then, of course, that's what I would go to. If I hated you, ultimately... Mm. Hey, look, I got this cute face and I smile. You know what I mean? I'm very endearing. You know what I mean? But I don't, I hate you. You know what I mean? Like how, how awkward is that now to have a conversation? So if you say something, I'm going to then say something of the contrary and maybe even make myself feel better about myself. Sure. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Yeah. So I got to a space and I said, no, I don't hate people. Um, I've hated that I haven't been able to have the interactions that I want. Mm, wow, that's a breakthrough right there. That's a huge, huge change. Mm. Massive. So then I started looking into what that would look like and finding people that are already in that place and working on my issues so that I can get into a group and not sweat. I was in my men's meeting two years ago started my men's meeting and they're asking deep topics in this, this thing. Right. And, uh, something like, you know, what's the impact of your father in your life or something like that. And I'm like, what, what are we talking about? I just met you guys. And I remember I perform, I, I sweat by dancing around and a lot of things like that, but never like nervous. Right. I sweat so bad. I was like, what's happening? Like my sweat glands just opened up profusely, just like, I was like, oh my gosh. Getting nervous to talk about to, this topic. To talk about this topic, to share in a group about something that I, it wasn't <laughs> easy to talk about. Just, it was so awkward. Forget the crying part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's already, like, I don't want anybody to see me cry. But, like, 
Yeah, and the women that are listening, like, come on, it's it, be emotional. It's not so much the crying part. It's like I was, I didn't know that I would sweat so much in a group setting talking about something that I was uncomfortable about. Wow, I had not thought of that either. So to share in a group is really tough, and it's a lot easier to stay secluded and not. And it's a lot easier to talk about the weather and even stuff you hate or things that you're not happy about the world with. Like, all of that's fine, but it's not revealing of yourself. It's not opening. It's not sharing enough. Well, that's what I love so much about the sharing and music forum that we've been doing. It gives people a chance where it's okay to talk about something other than the weather or, you know, what very, like, very shallow topics. And... You know, we've created this environment that's cool and fun. People, people are having a good time. They're, they're having some drinks. They're having some snacks. They're listening to music. They're meeting other people. Like, it's a cool vibe. Mm. Like, there's a lot of cool people there. We got actors. We got models. We got singers. We got dancers. We got people from all different lifestyles there. They're hanging out. They're having a good vibe. And then we create the small groups where it's like, okay, now we're giving you all permission that this is a safe space that it's safe and normal, and then we're all going to talk about something a little bit more interesting, mm. a little more deep. Uh, and I love that we've created this space. And I've actually thought about this recently as well, where like there was a few times where I was in some very boring conversations that I did not want to be in. And I didn't go through the same process as you, but I did go through the process of where I was sort of, you know, blaming the other person in my mind. Mm. And as it was ending or as, it, as I was like doing something else, I asked myself though, okay, David, what did you do to make the conversation more interesting? What topics did you bring up? Did you steer the conversation in a good direction? Did you set the tone? Did you, you know, like what did I do? What did I do to try to improve the situation? Or did I just passively let it sit on a boring topic? Because, you know, half the conversation in theory should be me, right? So if it was boring, I got to take, I got to take at least half responsibility on that, right? Mm. You know, I got to take 50 on that, right? Like, why was it so boring? Like, well, what did I say? Did I say anything Ooh. interesting? Did I, did I allow the topic to linger on the, on just like, it's just something that's is really not worth talking about or just something that's dragging us down, you know? Mm. So that's something I thought about as well. I was like, okay, you know, like if there is these situations where I'm just kind of like going into a victim mode where like now not so, not as, you know, not as, you know, serious as that, but you know, yeah, like, yeah, this conversation, this is boring. All right. Well, take some ownership then, you know, shift mm -hmm. the topic, try to bring it onto a more interesting level. And, and that's, and that's, again, it's just, it's what I love about, about these events we're doing because we, over the course of more than a year now, and this all started with you. You created this whole event. You know, everyone always, oh, is this your event? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. Jeff just tags along with me. No, no, I tell everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. I tell everyone. I'm like, no, this is Jeff's event. You Jeff's do. idea. I appreciate that. He, he, this is totally his idea. He came up with it. And um, I just joined as a friend. And after joining, I found the value in it. And that's why gradually over time, we've become, you know, partners on it. But I love that it's a, it's a time where instead of just being the victim of, going to shallow events or going through life solo or lacking or not being able to connect with people, we've created this thing where people get a chance to connect mm. and connect more deeply. And it's because we took ownership to set the tone and the topic of the conversation. And, and your, your questions a lot of times as well are, again, I, I am a bit like when you, when you tell me the topic for the night in my mind, my initial reaction is like, Oh, it's such an easy question. Because it, a lot of times the topic of our, our events are very, very typical kind of age-old questions. What brings you happiness? What brings you joy? And it's like, oh, come on. This is what we talk about as we're about to have Christmas dinner. Everyone go around the table and say something. But when I actually go to answer the question, I realize that, yeah, like these very simple questions are very important. And we don't spend enough time thinking about them or answering them. We spend a lot of time talking about, oh, did you see the news yesterday? Mm. Did you see that, you know, a car was stolen or, you know, a tree got hit by lightning and then it fell on a window? Did you wow. see that? Oh, no, I, I heard, actually didn't see I heard it. A, no, I just made send it up. Send me the link. Yeah, 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 send me the link, send me the link. Yeah. So, yeah. or did you hear about so-and-so? You know, he said this to this person and then he said that to that person and then... He and, did and, not. Yeah. She's yeah, the what? Yeah, these people are bad. You wow. Know? You know, it's, 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 you know, the topic kind of stays on that a lot of times. Mm. 
And so, yeah, that's, that's something I, I love about our events that what do you say, what do you not say? Well, we've intentionally created a situation where the things you say are, are about the topic and these topics are meant to free you, release you from the stress you've been carrying and your isolation and bond you with the people around you mm. by everyone getting, getting that stuff out that they've been holding in. Well, I'd be remiss then to, to have you share <laughs> uh, to have you on this podcast and not share um, about, you don't need to say names, um, but ideas. Joe, Mike, Sarah, no. Uh, Joe is in my group. <laughs> <laughs> but you had you had two really interesting interactions as we were sharing uh, before about your group. And I'd like for you to share about those. Uh, and I think they both fall under what to say, what not to say, right? Okay. So with the man, with the the guy that we were talking about, something's not to say, uh, and based on the other people's interactions as well. Um, mm-hmm. But then also with the 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 other woman who shared and really got a breakthrough, really got something out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, what worked? I think I think one thing that worked was we created the safe space. Okay, and we we were in small groups. I think our group was around six people. Mm. And this, this person who shared, uh, everyone shared, but one of the people who shared, um, she, I would, I would describe her as very strong, very intelligent, very educated, very hardworking, very successful. Um, but she hadn't had, an, she had an accident. This is something that could happen to anyone, mm. you know, in, uh, and even, you know, if we, if we look at, just take a second to look at something like, you know, mental illness or even like physical illness there's always some people who will judge you for that and blame you and say oh it was your fault you just need to cheer up or you know you should just take better care of your health you know there's a there's like a lack of sympathy on on that there's a there's like often some blame in if you have like a mental health issue especially or somewhat a physical health issue but i think if you have an accident like a car accident i think most people are kind of non-judgmental about that. You were in your car, someone hit you. You're in a bus or you're in a train and it cra- you know, yeah, right. everyone's like, "Whoa, you shouldn't have rode the train." You know, no, I haven't heard anyone say that. You know, people are like, "Wow, damn. Okay. Could have happened to me." Yeah, that's unlucky. Right. That's totally not your fault and it's understandable that and and then you got physically hurt from that, right. which could be very hard to recover from. And then that could affect your emotions as well. And so I think in this case, it's like very understandable, like that people would just not put too much judgment or blame on you. If you're in an accident, you get hit like that. And yeah. so, yeah, she, she had an accident and it, it really took a toll on her. You know, it affected her physical body, which affected her life, which then affected her mood. And I was aware of this, but it wasn't until she shared about it in the group that she actually just like little tears came to her eyes, you know, and then... And then the tears started to get a little bit to kind of well up in her eyes. Her eyes were, were, were pretty watery. And then I, I, you know, reached out and put my arm around her. And then, and then the tears just, you know, the tears just came like yeah. pouring down her face. And then I, I looked around to my left and, and the girl to my left teared up. Mm. And the girl next to her started tearing up. And it we all... make me tear up and yeah, what's going on. And, I don't yeah. do if... So... Yeah, she and she, you know, her, her her body started shaking a little bit. You know, she was she went into a bit of a sob, you know, as the tears really started to come out. And I didn't say anything to her to teach her some new thing. I didn't enlighten her with wisdom. I didn't mm. when I touched her shoulder, it didn't like create magic, you know. I just we created the space. And when she shared those things, I think it was a release for her of how much she'd been holding on to. And I think it just, I think she just let it out. She's strong. She's a hard worker. She's independent. She has to keep fighting for it. And holding on to that is her way to survive. Yeah. So, which is very, you know, it's respectable. Of course. um, So I don't think anyone realized, I don't think she realized, and I didn't realize like probably how much stress and pressure she was under. And, and I think that was a huge release moment for her. I think, I think she got a lot out of that just from the release of it. Not, not necessarily an insight, but just being able to, mm. just being able to let that out. And I don't know what she saw while she was saying that, but I can tell you that later when I was sharing my story, 
I looked around the group and I saw each person's face. Their face was lit up. Their eyes were wide. They were looking right at me. They had open body language. They were lean forward. Every everything I we've talked about a lot of that on the podcast. They were doing it. All that you recognized it, you know already. They were doing it. Wow. Um, the eyes were wide and lit up and shining. And and when emotional points happened in my story or certain gestures I did, you know, I saw them physically react. And it was it was so it felt so great for me when my story was like very visibly being received and people were like, Oh yeah, they're giving a little bit of like responses and they're nodding and they're, they're reacting physically and I can see it in their face. And so that was very refreshing for me, invigorating for me. And so I'm imagining she may have also received something similar. And especially when she started crying, everyone was like, Oh, you know, they felt, we all felt that pain together for a minute. You know, it wasn't just her crying alone. Like, and, and uh, the one girl on my left knows her, but the girl across from us had just met her, mm. uh, you know, and, and wow. to feel that empathy for someone you just met. And I know they're, they, I know that they are from different, different parts of the world as well. They're from different countries or from different parts of the world and they just met and, and they're able to connect and feel that emotion. I mean, I saw the girl actually grab a tissue and, and start to dab her eyes, you know, and this girl is across the circle from her. They don't know each other. So it was, um, it was pretty powerful. It was a pretty powerful experience, and I think she just shared authentically what she was dealing with, and she trusted that it was okay to do so. So that was that was her release. It wasn't an insight that was like given to her. I think that's thing. That's powerful. That's incredible. Ah, oh, it's so powerful. I uh, I just threw up like my my hands up like like a victory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was what it was. It was uh It was a long pause where you're like, I just threw up my hands. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was imagining the people at home listening to that. <laughs> Somebody asked me yesterday, it was like, How do you know this person? I was like, Oh, she dated my ex band member. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I laughed because she was like, "Oh, I see, I see what you did there." You did that on purpose or on accident? Uh, it kind of it happened in the flow of conversation. Okay. You know, we 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 know about uh, awkward pauses between sentences, but this is like an awkward pause in a sentence. In a I sentence, like that's like right, it. that's right. I threw up, but because you know, people are gonna race to a conclusion in their own mind. You know, let's give them the fun, fun time. No, I don't know about you, but I I constantly finish people's sentences and even their words in my mind all the time. All the time. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not being judgmental or intentionally doing it, but just like they start a word and then I thought they were going to finish it a certain way and then they go a different direction. Right. Or I think, or a lot of times I, I think of a funnier, more creative way. To, <laughs> I, I think of a lot of funnier, more interpretive. Yeah, ways. yeah right. Could have been, well, this is, this is what we get to in our creative space, uh, in our brains. But yeah, to, to get back on that, Sharing, that's what, that's what it's about, in my opinion, the, the human connection. Yeah. That's, and I think even more so, stuff that you were talking about, the leaning in, the eye contact, the engagement of that, that for them is really exciting too. It's, it's, a, it's a vibe, you know what it's I mean? To, like, to sit back and just kind of like tap on your phone or, or to not have conversation, essentially, um, there's a better feeling that you can have of them like leaning in, interested, what's next? You know, that's, that's the conversation we want to have. And the emotional breakthroughs, yeah, that, that's like, that's just extra icing on the cake, really, that somebody felt so safe, so comfortable to be able to share about it. But maybe not something that they haven't said before. Maybe, I don't know. Most of the time, if they say something they haven't said before, it becomes an insight, boom, oh my gosh, oh, cry, right? That happens. But just the fact that she was able to share it and she felt that she was holding on to that mm. for so long that that release gave her almost a residency in that space to go, this is, this is what I've been dealing with. Mm. And now that means I'm emotionally driven, water's coming out of my eyes um, because that's what happens in this, your body's interactions. Nothing wrong with it, it's just... It's just that's the emotion that's brought up. Like you've been holding that emotion down. Mm. 
for whatever reasons, thought process that you've had, you know, I'm strong, I'm independent, I could do this. And then finally, when you tell somebody what you've been dealing with, mm. the flood of this, the surge of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it moves people and it, and it physically, like it moves people emotionally. Like you can see, you see people be moved from that interaction, from that opportunity, that space. It's so, it's so amazing that you've experienced that. I say for you because you lead the groups. We're doing these types of things. But like you said, they they got something out of it just from sharing. It's not like you said something. You you share. I'm I'm in the group, so I've got to say something smart now and important. Mm -hmm. You know? No, no, no. You you allowed them to share. I think af if anything, after one of her first sentences, I, I said something dumb, actually, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly. She started her story and then I made like a dumb like, joke. Well, this would have been funnier. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, would have been funnier if you got hit by a, a blue buzz. Well, uh, no, um, right. Well, that's the thing, right? That's something to not to say. And I, th I think this is part of the conversation that we're, we're really having right now is when you're in a group setting, be there, create the space. Let it be. Let it be said. Even simple stuff, um, but don't distract this interaction, this human interaction, with the simple topics that anybody can have with anybody. But to really connect with somebody on what they're dealing with, you you had that. So transition now, mm. because oh, and by the way, arm like just a physical touch when somebody's really dealing with something emotionally and they feel alone, mm -hmm. right? They feel hurt and raw and abandoned or whatever, mm -hmm. that they, they're not strong enough to do it on their own. That's why they're, you know, they're crying. They're in this like very fragile state. If you to physically touch somebody, mm -hmm. that's something we won't get in VR. And we may eventually with sensory types of mm -hmm. um, body suits, but mm -hmm. trust me, it's going to miss the actual... Yeah. I mean, that's the physical pressure, but it's not a person's touch. Mm. You know, it's it's it's, it's not, not a touch. It's it's pressure. Just feel. It's not the same. It's certainly it's not, the not the same. Now, in the same group that you had, mm. you also had a conversation that went on that that the reactions of the people in your group from this person's share was very different than the reactions of the person of the this other positive, mm. you know, share mm. that we're talking about. Mm. What what was that? What was that like? So yeah, there was another share where where we saw I saw the people across from me. Their their reactions were looking quite negative. They're making a lot of unhappy faces, a lot of a lot of closed eyebrows, a lot of uh just unhappy expressions on people's faces and very like very puzzled and confused and kind of angry reactions I was seeing from people. No one said anything, but uh I was getting I was seeing a lot of unhappy physical reactions. And it might have been just because the person was complaining, but I think it was more because that person was very in their head about something they wanted to talk about that they are just kind of going around in circles with that wasn't really related to the topic. Mm. And I think like you just said, you know, like be there in the, in the, in the moment. Um, I think this person was not, not really in the moment. They're also dealing with something. They have all these things in their mind that they're dealing with, that they're, that they're trapped in this world. And so anything you ask, the answer is going to come through that lens, right? So if I say to you, well, you know, how much, how much are apples? And it's like, well, people here are very dishonest, so apples probably only cost $5, but they'll probably cost you 10 It's like, whoa. Wow. You know, that was like a, that was a hell of a... Uh, 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 you know, so, so how much are apples? <laughs> right. It's like, well, you know, hey, what's what's what the temperature? About? What's the temperature today? Well, I don't know, but the way they handle things here, you know, they just like messing up with the whole weather, so it's probably a lot hotter than you know, it's probably a lot air is more polluted than it should be, so then it's uh. hotter. Do you know what I mean? There's like, so I'm just kind of making up an example. Yeah, here, yeah, but, yeah. But that was kind of the sense of what happened, where the topic was talking about something happening in the present, right mm -hmm. now, and it was like a very specific question. And, and this person was going on about events in another country from years ago um, and just and widely just dropping blame and accusations on just wow. like just a lot of different groups of people and a lot of a lot of different a lot of different situations. And it was just a very unfocused rant based on 
bitterness from past events. And, and I personally really don't like those kind of conversations. I, I personally like to avoid that kind of stuff. But I won't say that's why the conversation was bad and got bad reactions because there's a lot of people who love to get together and, and talk about you know what happened then? Oh, my, yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. You know, there, there's definitely, this is like a way, there's like even some countries where this is kind of like their national pastime. It's mm. like to complain and, and, and bond over like, you know, you get together and you're like. Yeah, bond, bond over your grief. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. You know, I, I ordered a coffee and it arrived 20 minutes late and then it wasn't even the right coffee. And then like, you know, when half of it was spilled in the cup. And then was totally. the other person say, oh, I know exactly oh, well, what yeah. you mean. I went to Tuesday, McDonald's the other day. Da-da-da. You know what? The waitress was so you know, and, the, and this is this is how I feel every time I meet a Knicks fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you the know? ball in the basket. They're in two separate places. They uh, never seem. They to never. Connect. They can't get the ball in the basket. Yeah, they can't seem to connect. <sighs> so, so this would be an example where like someone is complaining and talking about all this stuff, but but the conversation's resonating with with the group. Mm. Yeah, I totally know what you mean about Starbucks because I was at McDonald's the other day and they gave me the wrong thing and it was cold and then, you know, and someone else was like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I was at a restaurant. And so this is like a group of people complaining and negative. You know, I remember one time I was 10 years old and I was in Argentina and then, and you know, they brought me the wrong wine. It was from two days ago and blah, 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 blah. blah and I was actually paint thinner in the bottle, you know. <laughs> so this is like a situation where like people can all be complaining and saying all this negative stuff and bringing up stuff, but it's on the topic. Mm. And it's in line with kind of the group energy. Mm. So it, so th- I think that's an interesting distinction of like, yeah, this, this person was saying like a lot of negative stuff and they were complaining and blaming and they were jumping around topics. But why was it so poorly received? Partly, partly I think, because it was not the question. It was not the topic. It was mm. very off topic. I think also partly just it was very scattered. This This, this person is clearly like, very upset about a lot of things. Hates people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, okay. Maybe has, that has, might be right. Has, it might be the space of that, uh, you know, how they have they see the world. Yeah. And so that's how their conversation is going to come from. They were not treated well, or they weren't treated the they way they were felt wanted. fairly treated. Yeah, they felt they weren't treated the way they thought they should have been, or people shouldn't. People didn't do what they shoulda, coulda, woulda. All these types of things. So then the conclusion was made. I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really ass- making assumptions here. This is just a possible theory, uh, you know. And then, then, then conclusions were made that okay, that's how people are. Yeah. People are bad. They don't treat me the way they should. And I experienced that in different countries. So I know that's how it is everywhere. And so I know that probably you people. Yeah. Didn't you people. Me. People like you. Yeah are just probably the same. And so I'm still pissed off even though I'm here because I know it's just going to be more of the same of the crap I've always had. You guys probably don't even understand me because you're just all... Right? And so, so yeah, so people were not, you know, people were not enjoying this kind of this kind of vibe, <laughs> myself oh, included. man. But I, I feel like I've had this vibe in this conversation already today in this... <laughs> I just remember that. And that, I think that's why I shared that with you is that I was, I was looking... To have different conversations. Like I could go on hating people. Mm. But I really wanted to have different conversations. And what I'm hearing it for this particular, the two different conversations that we're talking about in your group and the sharing of it, mm. was that the one person was talking uh, the first story about themselves. Mm. What, they, what they were dealing with. Okay. Sure. And then other people could connect to that. Mm. But it was it wasn't from a place of um, boastfulness or proudfulness. It was a very raw, open what they're dealing with with themselves. That maybe they didn't want to share, mm. um, and that resonated. And then the other one was more of uh, how they're feeling, but it from a vi- almost I want to say victim, but I, it's not so much that. It's just it's more of like a, a lens of. You people. It was. It was all about these people, those people. Right, right. Not, people. The, not, the, not, not themselves. Not, a, not actually. None of it was. You're not right. here. That's a good point. It was all out externally focused. Yeah. Blame and circumstances. And so people can connect. Interesting. I had not thought of that personally. Uh, and now that you say it, uh, thinking back to the, I can recreate the the original story about mm-hmm. the accident. The story could have been, you know. The way people drive here, 
He's completely reckless. You know, people crashing into others, damaging property, hurting other people. You know, there's like been 6,000 people who've been injured by crazy drivers. Some people even drink, right? That, that would all have been true. And in the same, right, those, those st- you know, statistics right. and facts may have actually told the same truthful story. Yeah. Did you know that in December there was 16 car accidents and one of them, you know, you know, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's no, just, since you pointed it out, like the story could have been told in yeah. that way. It could have been about bad drivers, reckless people, but that wasn't, that wasn't mm. the story she told. Although that all may all be true. Sure. That wasn't the story she told. She says, you know, this happened and then it affected me physically a lot, which then affected me socially, which then affected me mentally. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting. We're, we're now, you know, if we take the second story again, like, again, we'll create a story. It's like you said, you know, hey, I was living in a foreign country. I was trying to make friends. And then the people around me, they were just, they, they would find out something about me they didn't like and they would tell everyone. And then people teased me about it. And then I didn't know, but they were making fun of me. And then I tried to make other friends, but, but then they, the other group had already told them about this. Like, yeah. And it, I'm just, I'm really exhausted of trying to make new friends all the time. And that would have been that would have been a totally different. Boom. But, but this is so this is such an interesting point though because on one hand we're very often told like don't just talk about yourself all the time, but on the other hand in this case, you do need to talk about yourself. So it's, it's an interesting. I wonder what the underlying theory is behind this of when you should be talking about yourself and when you shouldn't. Mm. We may need to dive into that knowledge because it's a good observation you made that I don't think I would have made. Mm. This distinction like, between the two, the different point of what they were focused on, internal versus external focus. Yeah. And how that resonated differently within the group. Yeah. And it was immediately visible. Yeah. And, and I think I actually had the benefit as well of it. Like, I was across from the speaker. And so I could see the reactions of the person, the people next to him. He wasn't aware of those reactions. Right. Because when you're talking, you're not looking at the person right next to you all the time. And those people were much more free Mm. to make those negative reactions (laughs) because they knew that he he couldn't really see it. (laughs) That's awkward, though. It was awkward. That's awkward. It was very awkward. It was very awkward. Oh my gosh! Well, I feel like we could talk about this forever, but I, I it's for for the sake of this particular podcast, I, I really do feel that um, you know what is there for someone when they're deciding in a group setting what to say and what not to say. It it really depends on what the space they're coming from, and if it's if it's from a you mentioned the word authentic, but I and I'll say the word genuine, and I know those words are used a lot, um, saying that we have to be this and that's what I want and all these types of things, but. What we're noticing now is is that there's a general space of conversation you can come from. The easiest thing to talk about is you. We learned sure. that at a young age. Sure. So, and fine, fair enough, let's do that. But let's share not about your name, your age, and where you're from, and all those other things, but what, what you're dealing with, you personally, and not in an outward sense of victimization or being attacked by the man. Yes, we can all rant and rave about that for days and decades, but we're not going to get the transformational type of change in terms of value of a conversation um, unless we're really being open about what it is that we're dealing with and how it's affected us in life. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good a good bracket of information uh, to say what not to say, what to say, if, especially if you're looking for these type of deeper interactions and topics. Like, if, if you want that. Not everybody comes to the events and enjoys them, by the way. I mean, look, they love a lot of aspects of them, but the sharing session, I think I mentioned to you, my two friends who I went to their event last night, they went to the event. They didn't enjoy the sharing part. Mm. I wanted to ask you about that, though. Was it that they didn't... Did they do the small group sharing? Yeah. Oh, they did. They, yeah. They because were not in either one of our groups, but they were in the other group. But oh, you're talking about last event? Yeah, the last event. They didn't enjoy the sharing from last event? No. Interesting. Okay. They just don't enjoy that. And I think it's being put on the spot. Like, remember I told you, like, I'm having to share about my dad now. All of a sudden, I'm sweating my ass off in front of all these people. You know what I mean? Like, they don't enjoy that aspect. They like the fact that it's available because they know that there are other people that really do like to share and get a lot out of it. But they were there for the music and they were there for the event and the space, not for the sharing itself. So some people are just not going 
in and they're very outwardly bubbly friendly people they have a lot of fa- obviously went to their their private rooftop space and there was you know 20 something people and really enjoying ourselves and having a good time so like they can create these events and share and talk and play but that specific it's it takes a lot out of people it takes a lot to listen. It takes a lot to share, to know how to share, whether or not they want to say something or don't want to say something. All of those concerns show up. So, yeah, I mean, some people love it. Some people don't. Some people get the value. Some people don't. This is why in our events specifically, we also provide food and <laughs> music, um, you know, for those people who just want to come and enjoy a, sh- a safe space. But for conversations... Yeah, it's confronting um, to know what to say, what not to say, and to have two or three minutes to to, to mess up. Or, or well, the, well, the sharings have all been different as well. It depends who ends up in your small group, what those people are dealing with at the moment, where their mindset is at at the moment. And we also do the group share where someone gets up and shares in front of everyone. That's correct, too. And I personally deeply, deeply enjoyed this last group share that I did. But I've also had many uh, shares that, that I didn't really enjoy that much. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, a, it's a risky endeavor. But when it goes well, you can get a lot out of it. And this great share that I had last time, I would definitely risk doing it again based on that. Even though some of the other small group shares have been awkward, a lot of the big group shares where someone got in, on the mic in front of everyone turned out to be quite awkward, yep. a little bit painful. Although all those painful times did happen... For this really great one we just had, I think it was worth it. Wow. Bing Bing bong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll leave that one at that. So all of the work is worth it. Wonderful. Vocal Vision. The journey of bringing your vocal vision to life. Vocal Vision. Is it vocal vision? Vocal Vision. It's your vocal vision. Focus, range, resonance, sound, rhythm, got your vibrating. Communicate, conversate, understand. Knowledge, loud.